0: Good morning, good morning. Hey, my name is Pastor Jeshu, and I'm one of the pastors here. Hey. Been a pastor and leader in the region, and I'm part of this team, pursuit team here, and we're so glad to be part of this team as a family. We're excited for what God is doing in pursuit and in this region and in this nation and the nations as well. Amen. We're also excited what God is doing in my life and my family's life as well. So I'm so glad to be here this morning. In front of you guys, Pastor Russell is in Texas, Mercy Culture, ministering there. So he asked me to preach this morning and deliver the word. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, End of the month, we have an event called Trunk or Treat. All right. And uh, we need your help. We're looking for 60 cars to get decked out. Okay, 60 cars. And this, is, this day does not belong to the enemy, amen. Yeah, this is the day that the Lord has made. It belongs to him. He created it. Amen. So we want to reach our community. We want to open the doors of our church for the community to come and experience Christ. Experience the love of God. And that's that's the whole purpose behind this. So if you're interested, if you want to, you have a car and say, hey, I want to be partner. I want to partner with this thing. Come and see us at the um, info desk and sign up. All right. Good. All right. I'm excited to preach. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That same day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. Leaving the crowd behind, the disciples got into the boat in which Jesus was already sitting, and they took him with them. Other boats sailed with them. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious storm arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was nearly swamped. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he rose and rebuked the wind. And said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to share some revelations, some nuggets for you to build your faith, for you to take away, for you to apply it in your... I want to encourage you and say, Jesus is going to take you to the other side. (laughs) Jesus has an other side for you and me. And watch what Jesus does. He secures the outcome but submits to the process. Okay? He secures... The outcome, but secures, submits to the process. So many times we want the outcome, but we're not willing to submit to the process. Right? But I want to say it's in your submission that the outcome is produced. So many times we want to get to our destination, but we're not willing to enjoy the journey. We're all stressed out. It's like when we're we going to get there? When we're we going to get there? But the journey is what prepares you to enjoy your destination. You can get to the destination and still be grumpy. Right? We've been there, right? You got to the desk because you were so stressed, I was like, "Well, I want to get there, I want to get there, I want to get there." And you get there, and you're not happy anymore. Because you missed out on the experience and the process, the journey that God has had for you. So it's so important to understand, the process prepares you for the progress. Man, you and I are in the process every day. The kingdom of God, the relationship with God that you and I have, this intimacy, is an invitation to the process. This, when you, when, you, when you come to the church, this is what happens in the church. This is what discipleship looks like. It's like you come to discover who God is, who you are, your gifting and your calling, Right? And then it gets developed. In the de- developing is where you get strengthened and you get mature. Right. Then, then you get deployed. You get sent out. You get sent out to conquer and to establish. But so many times what happens is we discover and it's like, send me out. I want to go. Right? And God is like, "Hey, sit for a while before you can be sent." Right? It's it's like the it's like it's like the clay in the potter's hand. There's a process that takes place. When a clay, when at first the clay is hard, right? A potter gets the clay to a certain consistency before he can mold and shape it. Yeah. And the, and the process, this is what it looks like. You get watered, right? And in those days, the part of what he did was he put that clay underneath his feet and started stomping on it. There was a stomping going on. And he was not stomping on it with his army boots or his best shoes or his work boots. No, it was bare feet. It was bare feet. Why? Because he wanted to feel the sticks and the rocks and the pebbles, the water that was there, that he would take the time to remove those things. Because a potter knows, I got to get this clay to a certain consistency without any hindrance before I can shape it and mold it. Because if that process is really quick, what happens when you're shaping and molding, when when that clay is put in a place of fire to get tested, it won't last. It won't last. Right? It's the same way in our lives. When you come to this church, when you come to the body of Christ, you come to discover and you experience the presence of God, revival, yeah! But you're also saying yes to the submission. You're also saying yes to the surrender. You're also saying yes to that stomping of the potter's feet to pull those things that are hindering you to experience, hindering you the development process, the the strengthening and the maturing that's taking place. So many people get sent out without that process and they wonder why things are not going well. They wonder why they're not seeing any fruit in their ministry, in their life, because they skipped the most important thing, the middle. There's a process that takes place. You know, you as a clay, you're laying down there and you're going, God, when are you done? Come on, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can feel it. You know, I might be a little rough. It's okay, but it's still good. Let's go. Because the potter knows the process, he wants it to be a vessel of glory and honor. He wants it to be a vessel that, that goes through the testing, the trials of the fire, so that when it's displayed, it's a beautiful vessel. When it's displayed, and you just go, ah, this vessel, I took some time. I shaped it, I molded it. Now it's ready to be poured out, to be used. Okay, and then what happens? The process continues. You think it's done? It's like, yeah, here I am. No, you're stepping into a whole other process again. But you're not whining and complaining about it. But you're like, oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Then what you're you're more quick to surrender to that process. Amen. Man, that's what's going on here with the disciples. Right? Jesus says, let's go to the other side. Right? They all jump in the boat. It's like, yeah, Jesus is saying, let's go to the other side. Right? And watch this. He leads them in the dark. After it was dark. not He didn't wait for the day. He said, in the dark. I'm going to lead you guys in the dark. <laughs> Development happens in the dark. Right? Because faith is in the unseen, not the seen. Faith is in the unseen, but not the seen. It's like photography. Okay? It's the ones that you put the film in and, you know, close it. And you click it. Not the digital ones. Right, what happens when it's all when the when when the real is all done, when you captured the limitation of the picture, then the photographer takes it into what room? A dark room. Okay? A dark room to bring out what was captured. To develop it. Right? But anytime he's making sure that door is closed, but he knows. If any more light comes, then the picture gets ruined. Mm, that's good. Come on. Okay? So, It's the same process for you. God is wanting to create something beautiful in you and me. He's like, I want to bring out things. I want to expose who I am. I want to reveal who I am. I want to reveal who you are. I want to reveal what I've created you to be. So you got to go through this process in the dark. Come on. I'm leading you in the dark. So many times what happens, we resist the dark. Okay. Because we didn't have Jesus in the dark in the past. This time God is saying, you're not alone this time. All right? I'm in the boat with you. So I got you. I got you. But so many times we don't want to surrender and submit to the process because we give more power to what we've experienced. We give more power to the old. We give more power to that disappointment and pain and everything, and then we don't step into this process where God is wanting us to take through. The dark is where God tends to work and where the enemy tends to work. The difference is, in the darkness, God wants to develop you, but the enemy wants to destroy you. Right, And we've all experienced destruction. We've all gone through the dark place. But God's like, God does not waste anything. He does not waste anything. He does not waste any single trial, any single testing. Because God knows as you go through those trials, there's a testimony that's going to come out. There becomes a message in your life that gets established for the next thing that you're stepping into. Yeah. Get this. Verse 36, it says, "They leaving the crowd, they took him on the board with them. Okay? So many times what happens is that where, where we're so impressed with the crowd... Right, But we don't take the time to, to step into that team. Kingdom of God is all about team. Have you noticed when Jesus came, he just didn't come and preach the gospel. What did he do at first? He said, I'm going to find my team. I'm going to gather my team. Yes, I have a mission. Yes, I have a destination. Yes, I have a, what I want to be obedient to what the father told me to do. But I need to bring a team together because it's in the team that you impart. It's in the team that the team is the one that's going to take take things to the next level. Just because you're in the crowd doesn't mean you're on the team. Just because you're in the crowd does not mean you're part of the team. Just like in any sports, right? Right? When the team is doing great, yeah, awesome. When they suck, boo. That's the crowd. But a team, they celebrate when they're winning. When they're having a hard time, they're with them. They're still in encouragement. Okay. A crowd is the spectators. A team is committed. The team is a community that says, I'm with you. I'm in this. There's an ownership that takes place. Amen. In this battleship that God has put together, we don't need any crowds. Crowds don't win the battle. Okay? Committed team players that says, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm here to be part of this team. I'm here. I I have a calling and a destiny. I know this is where God has me. I'm fully in. Let's go. Let's go. And today I want to encourage you that, that you need to make that transition. If you are a crowd, I want to invite you to come be part of the team. Come be part of the team. There's, there's, there in a battleship, everybody has an assignment. Everybody has an assignment. Okay? In the kingdom of God, everybody gets to play. The bench is empty. Everybody gets to play. Everybody has a part. The only time you sit on the bench is when you're hurt, to get healed up, to get restored. And the Holy Spirit, the Papa, says, now go out. Be part of the team. Be part of the team. That's why we have serve teams in this church to give you an opportunity to be part of that team. To say, I'm here to serve. I'm here to do the parking. I'm here to do the ushering. I'm here to be part of the altar team. I'm here to help out anywhere I can help out. Because if you're just on the crowd... You're missing out. You're missing out what God has for you. And you're missing out what God has for your family. You're missing out what God has for your children. And their children. Because as you say yes to the team, as you step into it, you are activating something in the spirit that opens up the door in the spirit. The outpouring, the answers, the the breakthrough, everything that you're asking for is in your yes to say, I want to be part of the team. I don't want to be a crowd anymore. Amen. See, See what happens next. There's a suddenly happens. There's a suddenly. There's suddenly that happens where enemy brings, and there's suddenly that happens where the life circumstances bring, and sometimes God brings the suddenly to us as well. Okay. So, so many times in life that we are coming out of something and entering into something. Right? Let me put it this way. You're like, you're coming out of a storm and then you're entering into one. You're coming out of circumstances and you're entering into one. The more that process happens, what happens is that you're getting strengthened, you recognize things, you know how to take the next step. Jesus does not Promise a storm free life, but peace in the middle. Man, that's not if if you're here, Christianity is all good, everything is going to be fine. It's like, sorry. Yes, there's freedom. Yes, there's hope. Yes, there's deliverance. Yes, there's healing. Yes, there's revival. But in the midst of it, there's a fight. There's a fight. There's a, there's a tenacity of revealing, of saying like, ah, I am made for this. I am called for this. I have been created for this. You were built for this because of who was in your boat. It wasn't just Jesus in the boat, but committed followers as well. But I see a lot of committed followers here today. That's saying... I'm going to step into that boat. I'm going to step into that boat. And this is the crazy thing that takes place next. Is that when the storm comes, the, the disciples are looking at Jesus. What is Jesus doing? He's sleeping on a pillow. They're like, don't you care? Don't you care what's going on in my life? Don't you care? This this storm, don't you feel it? Don't you see what we're going through? You said, let's go to the other side. And we are in the midst of the storm. And you are sleeping. (laughs) I've been there. I can identify with the disciples. (laughs) Totally. God, this is the woman that you told me to marry. But I'm in the storm. (laughs) Do something about it. Right? God, this is the man that you said who's going to love me and care for me, but he just not pick up his underwear. Please do something about it. And for me, it's like, God, these are teenagers that you gave me. They do not listen to me. God, do something. Do something. I'm perishing. Wake up. God, you call me the pastor. I want to see revival, but these people, God, help me. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's true. Welcome to Christianity. <laughs> Welcome to relationship. Welcome to the process of development. <laughs> and that's what's going on. What's going on? But here's what there's two things that's happening here because fear always wants to react. Fear always wants to react. See, when you're when you're in fear, you want to fix it, you want to do something about it. Okay, because you don't want to feel what you're feeling. You don't want to feel what you're feeling. But that's in, but when when you're in rest you respond. When you rest, you respond. That's what, that's what Jesus was doing. He was resting. Why was he resting? He was resting on the assignment that the father asked him to do. Because he knows that if my papa is telling me to go on the other side, he's going to take care of everything. I'm just going to take a nap. Right, and, and the pillow we all need that pillow. Other translation says a cushion. Right, where was the cushion on the head? It was not by his feet or on his belly, or he was not hugging it, it was by the head. Where's the battle happen? Right here, right here. That's where the battle happens in your mind. All right. You know, that's where disciples should have grabbed the cushion. If he's sleeping on the cushion, I need that cushion. Because this is where, because Jesus was laying his head on the cushion and resting. Because this is where the battle happens. When things are resting here, right? Because your mind is the gate. Your mind is the door that things enter into. It always starts with the seed. It always starts with the thought. Right? Right? Does my wife really love me? Does my husband really care for me? Right? God, does God really love me? That's the that's the seed because that's where it gets planted. Remember Genesis? Did God really say so? Anytime you start questioning the character of God, anytime you start questioning your, your covenant relationship, it opens up the door for fear. It opens up the door for unbelief. It opens up the door for you to resist. So Jesus is saying, everybody grab a cushion. The Holy Spirit, the comforter. You got to lean into that comforter. You got to lean into that that person that can comfort you when all the storms that's going on, all the fear that's like, I'm leaning on to the Holy Spirit, the word of God who reveals every truth. That's why when I go to bed at night, I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you. You got this. Thank you that you created me for this. Thank you that you've called me for this. Because there's always in the assignment, there's always doubts and disappointment, discouragement come because you're not seeing the outcome that, that you know that's available for you and me. But it's nighttime when I put my head on my pillow is when I need to give more thanks. In the midst of it, I need to declare, thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for my marriage. Thank you, God, for my church. Thank you, God, for my city. Thank you, God, for my nation. Because what you love, you will lead. You want to lead a nation? Love your nation. Stop complaining about it. Stop looking at the bad that's going on. Okay, look at the good that what God is doing. Because love always sees what is right. When God looks at you and me, he's not looking at the problem, he's looking at the potential. Yeah, when God is looking at you and me, he's not looking at the problem, but he's looking at the promise. That's what he's looking at. But you have that voice, the deceiver, the liar that comes in there and says, you're going to drown in the storm. You cannot make it. You're going to go under. God is not going to rescue you. What are you going to do? like, oh my goodness, what is going on? God, wake up Sue, Jesus. If you couldn't get that in English, at least you got it in Indian. There we go. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, and, and watch what Jesus does. Jesus gets up. Jesus does not answer their question does not answer the question. But he addresses what's influencing them. Right? So many times we're like, God, where's the answer? We want God to respond to the an answer. I've asked you a question. Give me the answer. But so many times when we step back and we can see what's going on, it's like, okay, what's really going on here? What's influencing the situation? Okay, so Jesus gets up and he rebukes the wind and he speaks to the waves. He rebukes the unseen. You can't see the wind, but you can feel it. Right? He rebukes that, but he speaks. To the condition and the circumstance. So many times you're not seeing breakthrough because you're not confronting the stronghold that's influencing. Right? There's so many times you need to, for, for you to have authority over the natural... You need to have over authority over the spiritual. And so we want to see the changes in the natural, but there's still something holding you back in the spiritual. What Jesus is doing here is like, I'm going to address what's influencing the situation, the unseen, the principalities and power. Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. But what we've done is, we are so focused on flesh and blood, and we're attacking one another, and we're not seeing victory. We're not seeing breakthrough. The enemy is going, "Hey, that we'll keep them there." But once you stop and goes like, "Wait a minute, this is my brother, this is my sister, this is my wife, this is my son and daughter, this is my pastor." This is my church. This is my city. And you take a simple I love them. What is really going on? Enemy, shut up. Get out of here. You do not belong in this place. I kick you out. Because you and I go through storms. There's storms on the inside, but there's storms on the outside. We have to confront the storms that are going on the inside before we can confront the storms on the outside. Or have authority over the storms on the outside. Because you and I are made to overcome. You and I are made to fight. But not alone. But together together because that's what happens in the storms on the inside. When I was in depression and suicidal thoughts for three years because of a lie that I believed in my life and I was fighting alone. I was fighting alone hidden in those dark places. One of my spiritual fathers knocked on the door and he came into those dark places and he pulled me out of that. I know what you're going through, but I'm here with you. Let's walk together. Let's walk this process. And let's overcome and step into the victory that God has for you and me. And I've been free. I've been free from depression. I've been free from suicidal thoughts. Because... The, the inside storm is isolation Because isolation leads to destruction Proverbs 18.1 Because the more the enemy keeps you In the crowd, isolated Right, because he knows Once you step into the team He's done He's done No more hiding A lot of us want to be on the crowd Because you don't want anybody to know the inside storm But an invitation this morning for you and I to step into that team, so that you and I can overcome. You and I can go to the other side that God has for you and me. And Jesus rebukes them. It's like, hey, why are you afraid? Where is your faith? What are you trusting on? What what are you What are you believing on? What are you standing on? What is the word of God that you're standing on? You never leave me nor forsake me. Yeah, you're always with me. I'm a holy nation, royal priesthood, belonging to God. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm a more than a conqueror. I'm accepted. I'm righteous. I belong to Christ. My hope is in Jesus. (sighs) When Jesus called the disciples, he didn't say, let's go under, he said, let's go over. They gave in to the fear because they didn't trust the word of God. They didn't trust on that word. I believe there's promises that God has spoken to you and your family. And they're still not getting fulfilled. But I'm telling you, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Keep standing on that word. Keep standing on the word. As the more you stand on the word, the more you keep surrendering to the process, the more you say yes to that submission, I'm telling you, you're going to go over to the other side that God has for you and me. Because you and I have the authority of Christ in us. That's why Jesus asked the disciples, why don't you do something about it? You and I have the authority. I think it's the same question that God is asking us today. What are you putting your faith in? What is the fear that's holding you back? What are those pebbles and sticks that's there in the divine God is God is wanting to get rid of? You know, as you as you submit to it, as you walk it out, then you're gonna become this vessel that's strengthened. You're gonna be that vessel that has full of testimony and the word of God in your mouth to release hope and freedom. Let's all stand.